Having met in the village where they both lived in Poland, Joseph and Victoria Olma married and began their new life in a modest wooden cottage. Joseph had chosen this house because of its beauty. It had these really lovely Venetian windows, and it let in rich natural light, which was very picturesque for raising a family. And this was perfect because Joseph also loved photography. And so he takes many pictures of his family as it quickly grows to six children. And if you ever look at his photos, they're great. They show the story of a loving and happy family doing ordinary things. They're baking, they're farming, the parents are helping with the children with their homework, the children are sitting at table, they're learning how to write, they're helping their mother with the chores, they're outside, they're playing in the yard. It's everything that they had imagined it would be. It's everything that they had ever wanted and it's what they finally have. That is, of course, until 1942, when one man jeopardized their dream with a very simple question that laid a very heavy burden on their conscience. Will you hide us? The man was Saul Goldman. He was a Jew, and he and his family were fleeing the Germans during World War II. And at the time, Poland was the only country in the occupied Europe to issue the death penalty for hiding Jews. So this is a very serious question. And as parents, you can imagine the natural drive they would have to protect their children above all else. But as Catholics, they have to ask, what is God asking me to do now? What would you do? Now, the situation isn't new. Today's portion from Genesis recalls Abraham, who himself, having waited a hundred years, literally, for an heir, finally has one. And not only does he have a son, but through this son, God has promised to multiply his descendants more numerously than the stars are in the sky. Through him, Abraham is going to become the father of many nations. The entire world is going to be blessed. And now Abraham finally has everything and God shows up and he asks him to give everything away. Take your son, your only one, whom you love and go to Mount Moriah and sacrifice him to me. What? You can imagine what Abraham is thinking in this moment. Why would you ask for the one thing in which my heart finds joy? Have I not done enough for you already? You promised me more descendants than there are stars in the sky, and yet you're taking away the only means of fulfilling that promise. The scandal. What's going on here? God is reaching into Abraham's heart. And he's touching upon the deepest wound that everybody in here has. Doubt in the Father's providence. Is God really good? Can you bank on that? And by reaching into Abraham, he's reaching into all of us. And it's an important moment right now that we stand in to reflect on that because for two weeks we've taken up spiritual disciplines this holy season. And if we've chosen well, 
Hopefully it's pretty challenging. And each week during Lent, my aim is to touch upon some aspect of the spiritual life that is foundational to it. So last week, we looked at God's overall plan in the spiritual life. What is the work he's trying to accomplish? And what are some of those dispositions that we can unknowingly bring that might be sabotaging it? This week, the focus is on the radical call of detachment. Because when we read the Gospels, the demands of discipleship, they're not small. Jesus presses consistently for priority above our possessions when he critiques our reliance upon them, our closest relationships when he tells us to love him more than we even love our parents or our children, and our very life. So if we don't, at this stage in the journey into the desert, reflect upon what this commitment really requires as a disciple, then we run the risk of missing the mark. So for all of us, this is what that spiritual woundedness can look like. If I give God all, if I give him all, what is he going to ask of me? Will he really protect me? Can I trust him? And he knows we're asking these questions. Jesus speaks to our wounds even in parables. He'll say things like, what father among you when his son asks for a fish would give him a snake? Well, if you who are evil know how to do good things for your children, how much more your Heavenly Father will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Which is why it's fitting that the Father of our faith would be tested precisely in this way. Abraham could never have known in that moment the role he was playing, anticipating Calvary by playing out the sacrifice of the Heavenly Father for his only begotten son, which will take place on the same Mount Moriah. He could never have known that his decision today would become the pillar of his descendants' faith going forward, from whom God would ask extraordinary things that would require a profound trust. But the same is also true for us. In the moment that God asks great things from us, we have no idea the importance that decision will play in the years, even the centuries to come. But what Abraham did know was this. This is what he knew. And I know this because the letter to the Hebrews in the New Testament says it. Abraham reasoned that God was so powerful, he could even raise from the dead. And so he decided to trust God, to trust that he was good, that if Abraham gave his son to him, he would give his son back because he has the power to do it. And for Abraham, that was enough. And it was enough for Christ who climbed the cross on Calvary because he knew the Father had the power to restore him. And the aim of our spiritual disciplines is to arrive at that same comprehensive level of trust. And it doesn't happen overnight. But if we don't, we risk denying him in fear, which is exactly what will happen on the night of Christ's arrest. Where are his disciples then, right? So what is the Olma family going to do? Well, because they're devout Catholics, the choice actually was quite simple. These parents of six beautiful children welcomed Saul Goldman, his six children, and his one granddaughter into their home. 
And they did it knowing the risks. But as Catholics, they also knew the power of God and trusted that he had the power, if need be, to raise them even from the dead. It was a local town policeman who informed the Germans of their charitable crime. On March 24, 1944, the Germans surprised the Olmas at their house. At that time, Victoria was so pregnant she was close to giving birth herself. All eight Jewish people were murdered immediately. Then the Germans dragged Joseph and his family outside and shot them one by one beginning with Joseph and Victoria, and then each of their children. It was a profoundly dark moment in human history. Of that, there is no question. But it was an incredibly triumphant moment for the Alma family. Pope Francis declared them definitively in heaven when he beatified them last year on September 10th. I don't think they're complaining. But their habit of detachment made possible for them what for many of us would be impossible because of how big of an ask it is. But because of that, they now enjoy the eternal reward of their faith. The question we have to ask at this stage of our desert journey, is your heart ready to do the same?